gospel as recorded by St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter 28. St. Matthew chapter 28. We begin our reading at verse 10. Matthew 28, beginning with verse 10. These words you find. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. <clears throat> now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city, showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until today. Amen. This morning I want to talk from this subject. I want to talk about the big lie. <laughs> the big lie. The big lie. 
one of the first lessons that a responsible parent sets out to teach their children is to tell the truth. And it's amazing, it's amazing, my brothers and sisters, it's amazing that you would have to teach a child that. But the truth is, because we are all born with a sin nature, telling the truth does not come natural to any of us. Are y'all hearing this? You've heard me say it many times. You've heard me say it many times from right here, and it's really true. As cute and as cuddly as babies are, we have to keep it in mind that these are little sinners. Y'all ain't hearing me. They are born like that. We are born, all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And it is not until we come into a saving encounter with Jesus that any of that changes. Am I making any sense? I, I was watching a media post somewhere the other day, and there were two babies. Couldn't even walk, had not even learned to walk. They were in a crib together, and there was only one pacifier. Two babies sitting in a crib. One had a pacifier. The other one didn't. The one that didn't reached over and took the pacifier from the one that did. In a few seconds, the, the other one reached over, took the pacifier back, put it in his mouth. A minute after that, so the, the, the other one reached back a little more forcefully. Grabbed the pacifier, put it back, and it went on like that until all at once... A fight broke out in the crib with babies that can't even, y'all hear, can't even walk yet. Little sinners. <laughs> Nobody taught them that. It came naturally. That's why, that's why children must be taught to tell the truth. Because lying comes naturally. And that's not just the children, that's to all of us. It comes naturally. They, they learn that if I cry, I can get somebody's attention. They learn that if I'm hungry and I cry, somebody will bring me some attention. So very quickly they figured out whether I'm wet or not, whether I'm hungry or not, if I cry, somebody will give me some attention. That's, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. But they are born with that. They're born with that. Don't hold it against them. Don't hold it against you. You are the same way. A lot of us ain't grown out of it yet. Yeah, it, it born that you're born with that, but but some way and somehow as we grow older, if you got the right parents, whether they're saved or not, 
and responsible parents, uh, responsible parents will teach a child that they must tell the truth. All of us remember, all of us remember the story being told to us over and over again about the little boy crying wolf. Y'all remember the story? They told you that. Little, little boy crying wolf. They, 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 those stories that they were telling us were designed to tell us that we must tell the truth. Somehow, as we grow older, we come to realize that, that, that we may as well go ahead and tell the truth because sooner or later, the truth will... Anybody learn those lessons? Sooner or later, the truth will come out. When we, were, when we were children, younger children growing up, one of our chores was to help our grandpa in his field. My grandpa had his great big field. He lived right next door. Had his great big field. And one thing that we had to do, we had to go help him in his field. This particular day, we are, matter of fact, I thought about it yesterday out there in the garden. This particular day, we were setting out tomato plants and, and potato plants and planting corn in this great big long field. It, it was a slow process. It was a slow process, and it was hot out there. And I figured it out. I figured out that we could get through with this corn a little quicker if we didn't have so many seeds. So every time I would get to the end of a row, <laughs> I would reach in the bag, I'd take a handful of those seeds and throw them over the bank. <laughs> Brother Tommy? Yeah, every time I get to the end of the row, I get another handful, throw them over the bank. So, seemed like a good idea. At the time, seemed like a good idea until harvest season came. <laughs> Believe me, your sins will find you out. Some of the most beautiful corn you have ever seen growing up on the side, on the side of a, a bank. It's true that truth crushed earth will rise again. Right now, this nation is in the midst of the throes of a big lie. Y'all hear me? A lie that has been proven to be a lie, being told and spread by folk who know it's a lie. Folk who would be content to watch this nation crumble than to tell the truth. Don't let me, don't let me get off because I can go on on that all day. Let, 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 don't don't want to get off on that. I, because I know eventually the truth will come out. We've got a wonderful example. We've got a wonderful example right here in the word of God. 
This is a scene right after the resurrection. Jesus has defeated death and the grave, just like he said he would. And now the word is getting out that he is risen. Read the account, and you remember, you will remember that women showed up at the tomb, and they were expecting to anoint his body, but they found that he was not there. Are y'all hearing me? He, he was risen from the dead on their way to carry the message to the disciples. They actually met the resurrected Savior himself. Are y'all seeing this? And by him, they were given orders to tell his disciples to meet him in Galilee. Follow me now. Now here is, is, is where I, what I want to get to. Go back. Chapter 27, 64. And you will find the chief priest and the Pharisees saying to Pilate. Now Pilate, these are the religious folk now. This is the church. They're saying to Pilate, the governor, they're saying, now you remember this foolishness that Jesus was spreading around talking about getting up in three days. So just to make sure that we don't have any trouble, what we're asking you to do is sign guards to watch the tomb lest the disciples try to pull off some kind of shenanigans. Put guards out there. Make sure that nothing goes wrong. So Pilate did that. Pilate assigned guards to the tomb and then they rolled a stone in front of the tomb and sealed it. But according to scriptures, sometimes early on the third day morning. <laughs> Y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> Y'all waiting to the end. Sometimes early Sunday morning. Something happened. Something happened. An angel showed up. And there was an earthquake. And the guards that were supposed to be watching, the Bible says they were just like dead men. And before they realized anything, the grave was empty. So... We come to the text, we come to the text, and we find the guards now, they are in a conversation. Not with Pilate, not with their bosses. They are, in, they are not in conversation with the people who assigned them to the job. They are in conversation with the chief priests and the elders. And after telling the chief priests and the elders what had happened, these religious authorities, these religious authorities guided them to lie. It's in the book. It's right there. Yeah, church folk. Yeah, yeah. They, they advised them. 
and help them come up with a lie to go and tell their commanders that while they were sleeping, the disciples came and stole the body from the grave. Is that in your book? Look at it now. Go and tell, go and lie to the national leaders. And if there is a problem, we, the church, will back you up. Go to the government, tell a lie, and if there's a problem with it, let them know that the church, the religious folks, are behind you. We're going to back you up in a lie. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> just right out of the book. Now, 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 let's just take a moment and unpack this thing. See how unfortunate it really was. First of all, the information that they had, if they had just handled it differently, it was enough for all of them to be saved. Are y'all hearing me? The chief priests and the elders, with the information they had, they could have been the first folks saved. Think about it. They were the first to know that Jesus got up. They knew it. They were, I ain't talking about what they thought. They were the first to know that Jesus was raised from the dead. That means that they were first to have the opportunity to tell it and believe it. Let me show it to you. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. They saw it firsthand. Are y'all hearing me? They had the first opportunity. They had the first opportunity for salvation. But rather than believe their own eyes, rather than to believe what they saw, they chose to lie. Now watch this next tragedy. Watch the next tragedy. Verse 12. The religious authority, the church, was willing to Pay them right out of the book. Big money. Is that in your book? Religion. They, they, were, they were willing to pay them big money to lie. Oh, oh, oh how, how sad it is. How, how sad it is that those who are supposed to be representative of the most high God and, and, and leading others to him not only come up with a big lie, but they're willing to finance the big lie. Now, now let me show you how, how crazy lying will make you. How crazy. See, you have to be a little touched to, to lie like that. Let me show you how crazy lying will make you. Listen to what they said. They, they go to the boss. Go to, go to Pilate. They go to them. We, we are going to pay you 
to go tell your boss who assigned you to the most important mission of your career that you fail your assignment because you are sleeping on the job. See how silly that is? We're going to pay you to go tell your boss that you are sleeping on the job. But then let me point out another thing. That, 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 that lying will do to you. That lying will do you. It will expose you. Think about it. We were sleeping, and while we were sleeping, we saw the disciples <laughs> come and steal. <laughs> you see how? See how lies work? While we were sleeping. We saw the disciples come and steal the body while we were sleeping. <laughs> but verse 15 says, <laughs> look at this, and that's, this is why they lied. Look at verse 15. It says they took the money. <laughs> They took the money. And brothers and sisters, somehow that seemed to be the place where that little white lie turned into a culture of lying. When they took... Y'all ain't hearing me. When you take the money. I, I have absolutely no doubt that if we ever get to the bottom of this big lie that is blanketing our nation right now, we're going to find out that at the center of it is the love of money. Somebody took. Somebody took the money. The root of all evil. Not money, but the love of money. This text ends, it ends with the sad fact that to this day, there are still those who are telling this same big lie that he didn't get up. There are still folk today who are going around talking about the disciples stole, they're still being told today. They're saying that Jesus didn't get up from the grave and his body was stolen. How tragic. There are still those who believe the big lie. But I, as I close this morning, I can't close dwelling on the big lie. <laughs> so some kind of way, I'm, I'm a gospel preacher. Some kind of way, I got to move from the big lie and get to the good news. Y'all ain't hearing me. Somehow, I've got to get to the good news. That's what the gospel preacher does. He, he, he's called to bring us back to the good news. The good news is that God is still on the throne. Are y'all hearing me? And, and, and his son, the living Savior, is still alive. 
And uh, not only is he alive, he's sitting uh, at his father's right hand. And he's interceding for you and I right now. He ain't dead. He's interceding for you and I right now. The truth is uh, he's still turning lives. Y'all ain't hearing me. The truth is uh, he's still uh, turning lives around. One of I got a witness that he lives. Truth is uh, he's still uh, making ways out of no way. I wonder if I got a witness here that he lives. The truth is, I talked to him early this morning, and I talked to him late last night. I know that he lives. The truth is, he woke me up this morning, and he started me on my way. I know for myself uh, that he lives. The truth is, uh, he is keeping me every day. Is there anybody here who knows uh, that he lives? Yes, uh, the truth is, uh, I serve a risen Savior. Yeah, he's in the world today. I know that he is living no matter what men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives, Christ Jesus, he lives today. He walks with me, he talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives. He lives within my heart. Yes, yes, yes. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know. Ah, yes, I know who holds my future and life, life is worth living just because he lives. Yes, yes, yes. Let nobody fool you. Let nobody fool you. He lives. Let me say it one more time. Don't let nobody fool you. He lives. I, I understand. I understand why the devil lies. The Bible says he is the father of lies. He can't help it. I understand the lie teller. 
But for some reason, I can't understand why in the world anybody would listen to a lie. When it tells you that you ain't going to ever be no more than what you are right now, you don't need to believe that. When it tells you where you are right now is where you're always going to be, don't listen to that. He's a liar. Jeez. intrigued me for years because it has the greatest questions that this world has ever been asked. Amen. There are some great questions in the Bible. Some of them are scandalous. One was Cain asking God, am I my brother's keeper? Another good question that God asked Ezekiel is, son of man, can these bones live then there are other great questions but the two greatest questions the Lord Jesus asked himself to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16 he said who do you say that I am Every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, it ought to confront you to figure out and answer that question. Who do you say that he is? And I come to tell you today, he is the very God of God. He is the one born of the virgin. He is the one who lived the sinless life. He is the one who died on that Friday but Sunday morning he is the one that got up don't believe the lie we come on this morning stand up on your feet we come on this morning to give you truth that's the last question the last great question while he was standing confronted with Jesus Pilate in front of him said what is truth I come to tell you this morning, truth objectively is somebody. Yes, yes, yes. Truth is in Christ Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if if y'all feel like me. I'm I'm a preacher, and uh, this preacher preached this morning. I'm amazed at how the word of God can speak to you right now. It is fresh oil every time you open the pages, but then there's always a fresh invitation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you rest. You need to know Jesus in the free pardon of your sin. You heard it on this morning. We were all born sinners. Don't look at me like I'm the only one. You were born a sinner too. 
Shaped by sin, but come to know him. Believe on him. And he'll wash your sin. Believe on him. And he'll cover your iniquity. <laughs> Believe on him. And he'll give you a brand new life. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Give your life to Jesus today. This is your invitation, wherever you are. If you're in the building, virtually, he invites you to come unto him. Our preachers, if you will, come and stand in the aisle. If you want to give your life to Jesus Christ today, just go see one of our preachers. They'll take you, they'll take you in the back and we'll make sure that your confession of him will be known to the world. Come on, somebody. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and alone life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Lift up your voice. He lives. Come on, come on, come on. Give your life to Jesus. Christ Jesus. If you want to be a part of this church, come on, somebody. He walks with me and along narrow way.
for giving him the glory and the praise so that we can quickly rush to our close. We do have some notes. I want to thank God for all of you who have come. Thank God for those who are with us virtually. Thank God for all of you for your participation continually in giving, your stewardship. I want to thank you for that. Uh, if you will, continue to pray for those within our congregation and those abroad who are dealing with bereavement. Continue to pray for the country of Ukraine. Continue to pray for people who are suffering. Yeah, but we know even yeah. today that God is still good. Oh, yes. uh, we have those in our congregation who are dealing with bereavement, particularly Sister Jackie Johnson, who has lost her brother. We currently don't have information about uh, any arrangements about that, but please, please pray for Sister Jackie, Brother Gary. I um, want to thank God uh, for them. and want to thank God during their time of bereavement that we will continue to pray for them. As we exit this morning, uh, we want you to continue to follow proper direction. Those to my left and your right, if you will, go through the double doors. For those in the center who are closest to these doors, if you will also exit these doors and those to my right and your left, if we would go single file out this door here. Thank God for that. And we ask that continually to fellowship in the parking lot. Is that okay? Amen. Amen. We just want to keep everybody safe. We do have uh, an announcement or a couple, I think, coming from our pastor. If we had asked Pastor Haynes, come back for us. Why don't we bless the Lord in here? Why don't we bless the Lord in his house? We thank God. Thank God for just another church-going opportunity. We are blessed today to have in our midst uh, Lisa Marie Bristol. Lisa Marie Bristol, Democrat, running uh, for the office of Solicitor General. She's running for the office of Solicitor General. The word is already out that you can do the job. <laughs> Amen. And we, are, we thank you for showing up in worship today. I want everybody to get a good look at her. I want everybody to get a good look at her. And uh, we just thank God for you. Thank God. And we, we're praying that God's will is going to be done in the midst of this. Thank you for what you bring to the table. God bless you and your family. God bless. Amen. So good. So good to have you here. Amen. It's so amazing that in these 35 years, 34 years of being here and candidates showing up, candidates don't look like they did 30 years ago, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. It's a new ball game now. And we just thank God for that. We thank God that he is bringing about change. Amen. So just take time once we're out and out in the parking lot, take time to greet her and get to know who who she, who she is. Uh, let me also just go ahead and share with all of you. Uh, you're going to be getting more and more information about this. But we, we, we've been shut up long enough. Somebody say amen. amen. I say we've been shut up long enough. Now, now, now we're still going to be careful. We ain't going to let the guard down. We're going to still wear our mask. We're still going to come in and we're going to fellowship out in the parking lot. In Salem, we ain't ready to start hugging and kissing on each other yet. We ain't, 
We ain't quite there yet. But on next Sunday, first Sunday in May, first Sunday in May, we're going to open up. We're going to open up. That won't, it won't be. God bless the Lord in here. We're going to open up now, and it won't be necessary to, to call and to register. That won't be necessary. Now, we will still take your temperature, and we will still have hand sanitizers. We are going to still be as cautious as we can be. But what we cannot do and what we will not do is let this thing just totally destroy us and take rule our lives. So very carefully, very, very carefully, we are going to begin to open back up. And we'll begin that with next Sunday. Uh, we'll be able to come. And uh, wherever you are, those who are virtual, uh, we will still be virtual. Please know we'll still be virtual. Uh, and if there are those who are not comfortable, please know that we understand that. But we're going to open our doors now, and we're going to begin to come back together. Uh, if that is an issue, we won't do registration because we've got all the information anyway. And if that is a problem, we are all connected through the Internet. We're connected through our media systems. And so if there's a problem, we have no problem letting everybody know that we've run into a problem. So we have a way to do that. Those who are visiting with us want to make sure that we have your information. Uh, we need that anyway because we want, we want to reach out to you later and, and thank you for being with us. So you fill out a visitor's card before you leave. If there are those who are visiting with us for the first time, could I please ask you to stand? We'd love to see you. If you're visiting with us for the first time. God bless the Lord. Bless. Amen, 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 amen. We, we are happy that you are here, and we will love the opportunity just to fellowship with you just a moment after the service. If you haven't already filled out a visitor's card, we want to make sure that we get your information before you leave. God bless you, and God keep you. I've got some other information about how we're going to go about opening up and we're going to do this thing in steps, do it in stages, so that we can be safe. But it all starts on next Sunday. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. 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 amen, amen. We're about to go, but I got another question for you. How can they hear unless there is a preacher? Amen. And God amen. sent the preacher for us this morning. Amen. Is there somebody to give God praise? Amen. preach unless they be sent. We want to thank God again for our pastor. Thank God again for what God has done in and through him the word of God. And the word of God hopefully is transformative to the lives of all. If you will just rest on your feet. God be with you.
get to this point in my life where I could just say I'm old enough to say stuff. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I didn't want to leave here today. Mother Maddie is here. Mother Maddie Gray. Amen. She had a birthday. <laughs> she had a birthday last Sunday. Now, I called her too early before her birthday to say happy birthday. And then on her birthday, I forgot to call <laughs> But I want us all to know that God has blessed her for another year. Y'all bless the Lord for Mother Maddie. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Now unto him. Lord have mercy. Who is able to keep us from stumbling. And him who is able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both now henceforth and forever and God's people say There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.